Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Thanks for tuning into another edition of another Dolphins podcast. And it is an important show because Joshua Houts, we have some breaking news. To a tongue of a low 6-0 against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Is that the breaking news? We just did you it, man. First here, quarterback to a tongue of a low is undefeated still against the New England Patriots as the Miami Dolphins improved to 6-2 on the year with a 31-17 win over the Patriots. We are going to get into all of it. But Joshua Houts, let me be the first to wish you not only happy Victory Sunday, but happy Victory Monday, my friend. Yeah, I can do this for the rest of my life, honestly. These uh, <laughs> Victory Sunday, these uh, Sunday, late Sunday episodes, and then just enjoying your Monday because, uh, you know, the Dolphins won. I think they're even flying out to Frankfurt, if I'm not mistaken, uh, to Monday it would be, right? Monday. So, um, dude, this is awesome, and I'm glad we're 6-2. You know, it's the first time we can talk about this since, what, 2001? And I don't know how old you uh, are necessarily, Jake, but I was 14, still in middle school. So, uh been a long time since we've been feeling this good. 2001? I was seven. I was seven. Just Wonderful. Chill Power out. Rangers and, like, just living the dream, right? Because you didn't really have any care in the world. That's what's up. That's My daughter turned six in two days, so that's about how old you were. That's, that's wild. Power Rangers, Pokemon... And uh, rescue heroes or rescue heroes a thing when you were a kid? I'm not sure. Are they like the, they they were like the firefighters and all the ones that went out there and like did all yeah maybe they were like Gears of War people where just everything was they were one big muscle. Either way, Josh, we have a lot to talk about with this Dolphins win, and we just nailed it by getting off track right away. Um, before we get into the action, Josh, were you afraid at all that maybe we were jinxing it with the two of us that maybe slightly? A little bit. I mean, again, every time I post it, someone tells me that I jinxed it. Even during the game, I think I uh, post how he bounces back after throwing terrible picks. And people are like, dude, don't jinx him. I'm like, we haven't won anything in so many years. I don't think I'm the jinx. But, um, um, you know, I don't know why I went into the DM and kind of said, you know, I called that because I did not want that to happen. We never want to see him just throw one right at the defense. But he did. Kyle Duggar had a, an interception. And um, the New England Patriots went up early, right? They went up 7 nothing, And at that point, I don't know how you felt, Jake, but uh, part of me said, okay, this is going to be harder than we expected. And uh, maybe we were overlooking them, you know, with that Kansas City matchup on the horizon. So how were you feeling early on in this game, um, you know, pr- primarily after that interception? I think it's so important, man. We just got to write a note moving forward. We cannot overreact early in the season. We cannot overreact early in a game. I know it's what everyone likes to do. But, hey, when you're standing on that ledge panicking, think about the the things that happened, right? 
when is an offense most likely to score a touchdown? Is it their first scripted 15, 20 plays? Is that when the offense is going to be at its absolute best? Or is it going to be when they have to be on the field for 45 minutes in the Miami sun and the defense has a chance to feel them out and understand what plays they want to do? Josh, you tell me, which one do you think the, the offense will perform better in? I mean, ob- obviously, this game progresses, right? I mean, that's just how this thing always works. And uh, if you score your first drive, you're going to score on every drive. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah, if you're not first, you're last. Uh, but man, um, I don't know. Do you want to start with the Jalen Ramsey stuff? Or do you want to start about Tua Tagovailoa? Because um, you know they both. It was just an awesome day. We see again Tua Tagovailoa is now six and zero. But um, I think what really stood out to me was Jalen Ramsey and how impressive he looked in his Miami Dolphins debut. Um, and it could have come in a better game, right? Rocking those white throwbacks. I mean, it was just um, the perfect visual, and he went out there and put on the perfect performance. Sunday, week eight, it actually felt like Jurassic Park out there because Jalen Ramsey running through that smoke, it almost felt like you had that glass of water next to you. You could feel that shake. And Dolphin players felt the same way. Tua, after the game, came out and said, man, even just seeing Ramsey walk through that smoke and hearing him yell and then hear the crowd just erupt after him, there was a tone difference, a a complete difference attitude mentality this was a completely different team when Jalen Ramsey stepped out onto the field Josh before we even get into what he did on the field did you feel that did you sense a new level of just I don't know attitude personality that that changed when Ramsey stepped onto the field I did and I mean I obviously we weren't there or anything so I don't know that I literally felt it but you could tell the way the defense was playing it just seemed like an entirely different unit out there everyone was playing hungry um, we saw a couple sacks go down that you can honestly say were coverage sacks right and mm-hmm. I think uh, my favorite part after this game was I think uh, was it Mac Jones uh, next gen passing chart that was going around on Twitter and he like looked over Ramsey's way I think literally one time and it was that interception so um, I think he allowed one pass had a pass breakup came down you could see him you know the support he brings in the run game laid a, a hit that just forced a fumble early in that game then had the interception um I don't know if you saw it, Jake but the way he read that play the change of direction he looked like the Jalen Ramsey of old I mean yeah Mac Jones kind of threw that thing up and it was kind of like a, a hot air balloon or almost a punt but Jalen Ramsey looked that part and you see the way the uh, offenses have to game plan for him they did not even look his direction and it made everyone else in that defense more confident and able to go out there and do their job so um I can't even imagine what happens when Xavier Howard's healthy and Javon Holland, he wasn't even out there, and he's arguably the best player in the secondary. So the Dolphins took a 14 to 7 lead early in the second quarter when it was the uh one yard touchdown reception for Cedric Wilson, who I actually thought made a really nice snag. He's been reading all those tweets for about a year and a half, and it's nice to see him getting his opportunity. But Josh, so the Dolphins, the game was tied 7-7 before that touchdown. The New England Patriots get the ball back. Uh, trailing by seven, and they just start working their way down the field. Um, It wasn't super pretty, but you got Pop Douglas, a 13-yard reception. You hit Devontae Parker down to Miami's 23 for a 14-yard reception. Josh, it's looking like this game, the Dolphins might be in a little bit of trouble. You reach the two-minute warning, the Patriots are going in to score, then all of a sudden, man, it was just as crisp as it could possibly be. Uh, The Pats had two guys lined up on the side, and... Ramsey kind of baited like he was going over the middle with the guy going over the top. Instead, he turned his hips, came back inside, and stepped in front of. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you already say who it was? Kendrick Bourne, I think it was who he stepped in front of. I can't. I don't, I I don't know. Remember. I didn't. I don't think I, I did not. So glad you. I saw the up. number five just right, right, and right in front of him, and, and just kind of start going the other way, man. And he just kind of. It, it was just so smooth. It was so crisp, and I think that's the best part about seeing Jalen Ramsey out there with his defense. He looked like Jalen Ramsey. I think there was always that fear. I mean, let alone you 
bringing in an older veteran, older being 29 years old. I know that's such a edgy thing to say, but you, you wonder the questions of how he's going to be in this defense. And then you add an injury on top of that. And then there's the fears of re-injuring it and different things like that for him to come out and, and look that great and, and catch that interception and start running with it. I'll, I'll say this. If he didn't suffer an injury in the preseason, I think he cuts back inside and tries to keep going and take it to the house. I think he might've been playing it a little safe first game back from the injury to just run out of bounds. And I'm not saying he should have done anything differently, but I'm saying that maybe three, four weeks down the road, he's going to be fighting back inside once he's like completely comfortable uh, in his body on the football field again. Jalen Ramsey has the fifth most for fifth with nine um and to your point jake i mean we all knew how good jalen ramsey was but you know he's getting up there in age you saw the trade value that went down you know they pretty much tried to give him away because they had to but um you know you weren't quite sure what was going to come of this and the fact that he got hurt early on really put a damper on things but when they posted that hype video you know him kind of being oh, yeah. reborn i mean i got so hyped like you mentioned running out of the tunnel and after that pick man i mean i don't know if it was the speed he was going i think he even hurdled over guy it almost seemed like he was going to take that bad boy to the house so i think you're right man once the Rams, he gets his feet underneath him, you know, gets uh, back into the flow of things. I think he, he might house that one. And again, I just can't imagine how awesome this defense is going to be when all those pieces come back, because there was a play I posted uh, Bradley Chubb. I think he has now five sacks on the season. Don't want to get sidetracked with that, but he busted through two defenders after they were holding him up. Like he was stymied for a good couple seconds and he still broke three and got that sack because the secondary was clamping down on the outside. So um, I'm excited for what Jalen Ramsey brings to this defense. And I think um, everyone else is as well. And again, it was the perfect return for um, a guy who should be that superstar should shut down that one side of the field and should be that difference maker moving forward. David Long had a great quote where he he mentioned that you even saw B. Jones, Brandon Jones, almost had his first interception of the uh, season. You see guys stacking days. What do you see different out of this Miami Dolphins secondary? Just having that attitude, having that dog back there. Because, I mean, it's so great when you can have someone like Jalen Ramsey have an interception. He forced a fumble against Ezekiel Elliott. Deshaun Elliott, you land on the football. You do not try to pick it up and score. You land on that football. You secure it. That would have been a fumble recovery for the Dolphins. I get it in the spur of the moment. Anybody wants to score a touchdown. You have Cater Kohu getting to be the guy who gets to blow up screens and tackle guys behind the line of scrimmage. Eli Apple looks solid, and then soon you'll have Xavier Howard back there and well. Uh, Nick Needham, he had an appearance. So, man, just this defense, what does having an absolute dog in that secondary do for the mentality for everyone else when not only do you have this physical fierce presence, but all of a sudden everyone can do what they're more comfortable doing? Yeah, I'm 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 probably hard on Eli Apple because I was gonna say eat him to the moon, but you said he played okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll try there's not only, to be. So... There's only room for him or Eichenberg, not both. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, Th then we're, we'll probably do Eichenberg for sure. But I think it means everything. You know, they can go out there and play more confident. I think it allows Vic Fangio to do more of the stuff that he probably wouldn't do at the beginning of the year. I mean, once Holland's back, once Xavier Howard's back, we're probably gonna see you know the way they move Jalen Ramsey around, maybe use him more in that quote unquote star position. But what we saw in this one was Cater Kohu playing in the you know the slot where he's very comfortable blowing up run plays, blowing up pass plays. I mean, he is very comfortable there. I think once you get that guy locked down on the other side of um, Jalen Ramsey, this defense is going to be crazy. So imagine how nice it must feel to know that Jalen Ramsey, you know, an all-pro cornerback is on one side, and you can just go over there and kind of only worry about, you know, this this part of the field. So um, it's going to change the way the Dolphins play defense. And you mentioned Brandon Jones almost having that pick, man. Um, is that the one where he got lit up, right? Didn't he then Absolutely get yeah. torched. Uh, yeah. It's just like such a bad place at bad time. And, of course, um, everyone's already a little frustrated because the game's just about over. Um, and then, then things got out of hand. But if you watch the play real time, you could see maybe like, oh, what the hell are you doing? But I don't think 
think it was a dirty hit by uh, Smith Schuster at all. It was just, you know, you're trying to break the ball free at that point. And when you're going up to catch a ball like that, it's just bad timing that someone gets to go full speed right at your chest. Yeah, for sure. I I'd, I really wish that we could have been in attendance for this one just to hear that oh, roar of the crowd and just to hear, you know, how excited they were for Jalen Ramsey. Because, again, I mean, um, this is one of the better cornerbacks in football, maybe the best. And now he's on the Miami Dolphins. He's out there making his debut. Um this week, did man, you, get your popcorn. Did you see ready, what he right? said to? Uh, did you see what he said to McDaniel uh, week two during the first Patriots game? What did he, he say? He actually told Mike McDaniel, "I'll be out there next time you guys play New England." That's he actually, had, dude, week two. I I don't know what kind of guts you need to have to be that type of person to come out there and just say, "Yeah, man, I'll be back out there." But one more thing I want to talk about here about Jalen Ramsey and this defense as a whole. Uh, this is another part of that David Long quote. Um, He went on to say that we've got the same type of dogs right in there, ready to make plays. Going through the week, you don't know if you're going to play or not, and then having that next man up mentality is what makes this team better. So there's no drop-off. I think you saw that today, and then he mentions, you know, the B. Jones almost had his first interception. You see guys stacking days. Josh, adding Jalen Ramsey, having the opportunity to let guys stack days, get Cater Kohu out there. Get Nick Needham out there. Let Eli Apple get more comfortable while Xavier Howard gets to rest the groin. How do you think we are going to start to feel about this Dolphins approach two, three, four weeks down the road? Because I go back to when the Dolphins were one in six. They were playing in Jacksonville. Xavier Howard was playing with hurt groins. Byron Jones was not active. The Dolphins picked it up in the second half of that season. I think they did they make the playoffs or they just barely missed the playoffs after starting one and six. But the point being, they played Xavier Howard with the hurt groins and they still lost to the Urban Meyer led Jacksonville Jaguars in London. We're seeing the team be safer. And yes, it's frustrating at the moment, but we're seeing other guys get confidence. Brandon Jones, he was ugly for a couple of plays. He was up, ugly for a couple of weeks, but we didn't eat him off to the moon. We let him just get these opportunities. And all of a sudden, hey, he's looking a lot more comfortable. So tell me a little bit about how you feel about this approach and how the Dolphins are thinking. Hey, we get it. These guys could play, but we'd rather them be in a situation where they could play week 18. Yeah, it's so corny to say, but it's not a sprint; it's a race. Is that is that it? It's a, or it's a not a marathon, marathon. race. It's, it's, okay, it's, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. Man, I did it before nailed. and I was nailed it. Yeah, I was so perfect with that. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a long term. We're what six and two right now. We're eight games into the season. I mean, if the Dolphins want to have the success, six and two. Yeah, I know. Six it sounds so nice in January and February. I mean, they have to get healthy. So I think it allows uh, other guys. You know, you want to get Nick Needham out there. You want to get some of these guys reps in a new defense. It allows them to get their feet, you know, wet a little bit and. And allows, like you mentioned, Xavier Howard to, to heal up. Javon Holland, I mean, he probably could have went out there, but you would rather have him 100% against the Kansas City Chiefs in Frankfurt, Germany, than you would have in this one. So um, I think we're going to see our, the defense become that defense that we saw to be, thought we were going to have at the beginning of the year, right? I mean, we were all sitting here saying, Vic Fangio, when he goes to this place, this place, this place, top 10 defense or top five or whatever. I think we were even talking top five, maybe, potentially. And um, we just haven't seen it all come together. But again, they are producing pressures yep. and hits. They're doing all that stuff. So I think it's kind of sliding under the radar, but getting that secondary up to T, getting Jalen Ramsey back, getting Xavier Howard back, Javon Holland, it's just going to be an entirely different monster. And uh, to your point, Jake, this they said they held the Patriots to 13 first downs. The Dolphins defense had their best statistical showing of the season versus the Patriots. Um, and they held the Pats to season low, 218 total yards, 141 passing yards, and 13 first downs. And that's the, the Jalen Ramsey effect right there, basically. 
We got to give Bradley Chubb some flowers, right? So many people, the Twitter fingers were unbelievable when it came to Bradley Chubb. This is someone who was a pro bowler in Denver. This is someone the Dolphins were willing to trade a first round pick and instantly say, here's a brand new contract for you. Joshua, sacks in three straight games. He has been an absolute menace. Is it just simply put Bradley Chubb? Hey, you spent your entire career in Denver. Maybe, I don't know picking up your entire life and throwing it to South Florida in the middle of the season isn't the easiest transition to make. We saw the warning signs. We saw him getting the pressures. We saw an occasional sack. But, man, Bradley Chubb is putting it all together. He's leading the Miami Dolphins with five sacks, and he's looking like that leader the Dolphins thought they traded for at the last trade of the yeah, and I mean, again, I think a lot of what he did last year was kind of going under the radar, you know, making things easier for Wilkins next to him, Phillips on the other side, things like that. But what we're finally seeing now is, you know, Bradley Chubb healthy. He's playing his uh, butt off in this system, and it, he looks more comfortable, for being completely honest. So um, I know I was a guy who sat there and said, if it was me, if I was GM, I would have traded for uh, Roquan Smith because I, you know, really like Roquan Smith. But we're seeing Bradley Chubb be that difference maker that the Dolphins knew he'd be when they traded those first-round picks. So it's nice to see him get up there. Uh, Christian Wilkins now has four and a half have sacks i think that ties his career high that he set back in 2021 so um give him his flowers and just think about every time he gets a sack i don't know about you jake but i just see another zero being added to his next deal another zero added to his deal you got a 15 up in the ra uh, rafters i mean there's a lot of good numbers going on for this miami dolphins defense right now it's so refreshing to just see everything just start to stick together, right? You have the pass rush playing well. You have Mac Jones averaging five yards per attempt for the second time. He's played this Miami Dolphins defense, the inability to uh, figure them out. The New England rushing game did average 4.1 yards per carry, but I didn't think it was that flashy. If your best runner is Zeke with seven carries for 36 yards, 5.1 yards per carry, sure. Go ahead. You can have that. But overall, you get to Mac Jones for what was it? Three sacks on the day, four tackles for a loss, seven quarterback hits, man. This is the defense we wanted to see. This is why you make Vic Fangio the highest paid defensive coordinator in the league. And there were times early in the year that, hey, oh, no, Vic Fangio called out this guy or Vic Fangio didn't like publicly support this guy to 100 percent. You know what fixes all that, Josh? Sweeping the New England Patriots. Sweeping the New England Patriots. I mean, that's that's awesome. And I did see that um, Bradley Chubb has a sack in every game that he's played against the Pats. So, um, again, you're right, Jake. This defense finally coming together, and it's just so nice to see with how well the offense is playing, which we'll get into. But um, another guy we want to give our flowers to, Zach Sealer, Jerome Baker. I said a guy. Some guys we want to give our flowers to. Uh, Zach Sealer, Jerome Baker, and also David Long, like you mentioned. I mean, I think it's all starting to come together for this defense, and you're starting to see why they went out there and made some of these signings, some of these trades, and why, like you said, Vic Fangio is the highest paid uh, defense coordinator in football. So let's hope we get X back with those healed-up groins and, of course, Javon Holland because, dude, this, this team's about to get good. Let's talk about this Miami Dolphins offense for a little bit, Mr. Joshua Houts. And right away – I think one thing we do on this podcast, and I think it's because I do it so much, we don't give the good players the credit they deserve. I think we might overlook Tyreek Hill sometimes, but dude, Tyreek Hill, it took him eight weeks. He is the first player since the 1960s to have just a thousand yards receiving in just eight weeks to begin the year. Man, this offense is absolutely bananas, and it's even when the rushing attack struggles. The Miami Dolphins average just 3.0 yards per carry, but the Tua to Tyreek connection, man, just keeps this offense moving in such a special connect or direction, I should say. Tua throwing the ball 45 times, average of 7.2 yards per attempt. It seemed like he had to do everything for this offense because the rushing attack wasn't working, and he made it work. 
Yeah, and I mean, let's not – we'll talk about the offensive line then, but oh my God, man, it feels like we have the worst luck with the offensive line, just one guy going down after another. So um, I, I think you're right with uh, some of these star players like a Tyreek Hill. You know he goes out there every week and puts 100 Oh, cool, plus, nice, nice 100 yards, yeah, Tyreek. Nice Thanks for doing yeah, it again. <laughs> you get 1,000 yards in um, eight eight games, and we used to just hope we had a 1,000-yard yeah. receiver in, in a season. So um, Tyreek Hill is absolutely the best receiver in football right now, especially with uh, Justin Jefferson um, out. Uh, I don't know if you said it, 8 of 13 catches for 112 yards, one touchdown, and then Waddle also got involved with 7 of 12, 121 yards, and a touchdown. The one that was most impressive to me was he kind of stumbled out of his break and still went up there and made this awesome catch, Waddle. Uh, I take that back. I think there was another one where he skied up and also made a cool grab. So um, it was just awesome to see the way this offense could make it work against a pretty good uh, New England Patriots defense who, you know, in past has found ways to um, keep the Dolphins' offense in check, right? I think we talked about in the – first the last pod but um statistically this is probably two of those best game against the new england patriots and to think that every time they match up against each other you know he continues to get better and execute at a, a top level it's nice that this offense can find ways despite that run game not having a devon h hand not having uh, uh raheem moster man he needs to carry like a loaf of bread or a football around that, that all week long right because those fumbles are they're going to cost the dolphins one of these days but um i think when this offense all comes together with these playmakers it's going to be scary but not having Tron Armstead, that's a playmaker when you're rushing the football. Not having Isaiah Wynn, not having Connor Williams. But let's talk about that for a second, because despite this being an absolute awesome day for the offense, there was some queasiness at first, Josh, because you read the inactive list and you don't see the only one on that that was a little surprising was Xavier Howard. But Connor Williams, he's out there. Then, you know, you get people tweeting at the stadium. Well, Liam Eikenberg's out there with the starters. He's the one, you know, snapping the football. What was going through your head through that, Josh? Were you just ready to rip out all the hair? Yeah, and I have a lot of hair to rip out, so I was absolutely ready to just rip it all out and just, you know, why, why? I, I mean, you again, we understand why, right? They're trying to get healthy for the games that, you know, the stretch run to try to make the playoffs, to try to win the East is stuff that um, they set out to do, but um, I do not like seeing Liam Eikenberg at center, even though it seems like at times he plays okay. I think you got to eat him into the sun, and then just to see one domino continue to fall. I think Kendall Lamb got hurt. Correct me mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, he may have came back in the he game, Robert Hunt. Back, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. He came back in the game, Robert Hunt, too, or was he out? I, I don't think remember. so. We'll hear yeah. more about that with the snap and counts. We'll the week, but it, I think it was Robert Jones and Lester Cotton as the guards for a uh, majority of the game. We'll say to be safe. You're right. And when you have, you know, backups who haven't really got out there, they're going against a pretty good New England Patriots defensive line. It makes sense why that run game wasn't working. And, um, you know, why the Dolphins did have to throw the balls, what? Two, two or three, what, 45 times, you said? So yeah. um, every week it's going to be a different recipe for success. This week, Tua had to go out there, throw the football, and that defense stepped up. So uh, we'll see what happens against Kansas City Chiefs. But it's just so nice to get rid of the pa Patriots after all these years, them being that annoying, you know, uh, team on your shoulder, on your back. It's always winning, constant success for, what, 20-plus years. Um, I don't want to say that the Dolphins are, you know, now the head of this rivalry, but it feels nice to have Tua 6-0 and and to just – lay the wood on the New England Patriots every chance you get. I'm going to say this. I, I'm the homer. I get it. I don't know if you're watching the 4 o'clock games, Josh, but during the 4 o'clock games, they eventually post the inactives and the guys questionable for the Sunday night game. Dan Feeney was listed as questionable for the Bears going into the Sunday night football game, and it got me to thinking, I think I'm okay with Leon Eichenberg as the backup center. I think I think I'm okay with it. Someone who can consistently be in there, someone who's been with the team for three years. It isn't Jesse Davis. I, I know what everyone wants to think, but it's not just don't give me that look, Josh. I swear he's not as bad as Jesse Davis. It's close. But, You're splitting hairs, I think. 
it works, right? It's your backup center. You're not going to have premier players at every position. Uh, maybe you can use that sixth round pick to get the next backup center. Who knows? But it's fine. It'll make it work. And overall, I kind of trusted the team's decision to let Liam Eikenberg start and use uh, Connor Williams in that disaster scenario. Because if you go back to the Giants game, man, that was probably the biggest group following that game is that uh, – Connor Williams started to feel uncomfortable during that game and he just played through it and he ended up hurting himself even more and the injury lingered longer. So if you can just kind of make it look really sloppy, maybe like a, I don't know, an elementary school, like finger painting, painting, it could still be worth money someday, Joshua. Don't throw those things away. Yeah, no, I mean, he was under contract, too, so they're trying to find a role for him on this offensive line. So um, I still wish it would have had a legit center, you know, a guy that has played center before in the league as right, that backup. Right. But um, I think you're right. They're at least getting by, and you're continuing to see the Dolphins win games. And I think, again, we got to give credit to Butch Berry because it's just insane, all these different flies falling, and they just find a way, next man guy up mentality. And it's uh, I know that's just the way the NFL works, but in years past, I mean, this offensive line with, you know, your second or third string start starters would have just fell apart. You know, you won't be beating the New England Patriots. You won't have the time uh back there and i guess Tua really didn't have much time but he just gets the ball out so quick but you know what i'm saying i mean um they're going out there and they're they're all buying into this and you got to give butch berry credit for coaching them up one of the best parts about this entire game man it came in the fourth quarter because the new england patriots did make this a game right this game was about to mirror what we saw in week two as the dolphins were winning uh 24 to 10 before the patriots marched down the field on a 13 play 81 yard drive the dolphins they get the football with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter and Tua he just does it right they just start marching down the field uh he hits braxton barrios for five yards or he most he pushes it to a first down with a nice 10 yard gain and then man we get that big Raheem Mostert run that sets up everything that this offense can do. And that's kind of the key here, right? You don't, you love Raheem Mostert to be that consistent uh, piece who leads the league in rushing, right? But it's not always going to be that simple, especially when you get the offensive line issues. That being said, man, he did still make some chicken salad happen. Um, he ran up the middle, four-yard game. Ran up the middle, six-yard game. Hit Durham Smythe for a six-yard gain. And all of a sudden, man, you're just piecing together these six, four, six-yard gains. Boom. Punch in the face. Jalen Waddle, he takes the slant wide open, broken coverage to the house. That just kind of summarized, man, how hard it is to stop this Dolphins defense or offense. Because even if they're trying to melt clock and just get these chunk plays with the Durham Smites of the world, when Raheem Mostert has to overcome some uh, issues on the offensive line, you can do everything you can to stop this offense. But all it takes is for half a play to forget, oh, there's Jalen Waddle. Oh, there's Tyree Kill. And all of a sudden, the game's looking completely different. And that's why you go back to like the Baltimore game last year and this Dolphins team early on and you're like, oh, maybe this Dolphins offense can sustain having two great wide receivers in Waddle and Tyree Kill. Sunday's game was a perfect example and the reason it's possible is because Tua does such a great job at delivering the football. When you know, a receiver actually caught the ball, Tua was averaging over 10 yards of completion. That's just so effective for this offense, for this passing attack. Consistency is so important. And when you can score in every quarter, when you can put up 31 points, man, there are a lot of defenses that can't keep up with that. And then there are a lot of opposing offenses who are going to try to overextend force issues. And that's how the Dolphins can start rolling with some big wins in some of these um, games that should be a little closer against divisional opponents. And I think my favorite part about that drive that you mentioned was the fact that before that, the offense seemed to kind of, you know, I don't want to say they got figured out, but New England was starting to, you know, force them to punt the ball. They weren't exactly. really 
grooving. And then I remember tweeting, you know, this is that drive. They need something here. And Tua, again, ice in his veins. He goes down there, drives him downfield. Um, that play to Jalen Waddle was just so nice to see him wide open, right? And just how schematically tough it is for these defenses and how confusing it is with all that pre-motion stuff. I mean, this is just the offense that we've always clamored for, right, that we always wanted. You wanted that young offensive coach, and we have him now. So when that happened, man, I just sat there and I was like, holy crap, not only do I have Jalen Waddle in on my uh, fantasy team, but the dude was wide open. I think my favorite party called it and he like looks back like over his shoulders and no one's near him. He's just wide open. So um glad I'm not a defense coordinator trying to game plan against uh, the Miami Dolphins offense. And we have to mention that 42 yard or two Tyree kill earlier in the game. I know we kind of skipped ahead and it was 14, seven, but I mean, the fact that you can go out there and at a second's notice, you know, he sees the matchup and can hit Tyree kill in stride for a touchdown. It is a absolute uh, game changer. And I think I read that he, is he has 740 plus yard plays this season two to Tyreek and I think the closest behind him was uh three so it's insane what they're doing right now and they are doing such a great job at getting other players involved Cedric Wilson uh had a whopping one yard reception but don't let that fool you it was an absolute uh snag he muscled the ball away for Miami's first touch on the game Julian Hill had a reception Alec Ingold had a reception Barrios and Jeff Wilson each had two receptions. It was nice to see Jeff Wilson get into back into action, Josh. I do want to ask you about this running back group. How do you feel about Savan Ahmed? He ran the ball twice for a whopping one yard, and then he was targeted four times as a receiver, got a total of 16 yards. But when you think about that, he had a long of 20. So he had three receptions that went for negative, a combined negative four yards. What you could see what they were doing with someone like Salvan Ahmed is they were just trying to run the football in different ways, right? They were safe throws and let him try to make a man miss. It just seemed like he couldn't do it against the Patriots offense defense. And I think that's, again, that's the Salvan Ahmed way, right? I mean, one week when Miles Gaskin was here, anyway, you'd sit there and say, okay, I prefer him over Gaskin. Then he'd do something like this and you'd, you know, you'd teeter or whatever. So um, I, I, Say, I want to say I'm a little bit downer on more down, more down, I guess would be the word on Salvin Ahmed now than I maybe was um, heading into this game. But um, again, we're still going to be healthy, right? Devon Achan is going to be out there. Raheem Mostert is going to hold on to the football. And uh, Jeff Wilson's getting a little bit underneath him as well in the run game. I did want to ask you, Chase Claypool, it looked like he showed up a little bit. You see him getting out there. He, I saw him make a catch. I saw him uh, opening up some holes in the in the run game. I mean, um, I don't know how long before he's out there, you know, more consistently, but it, it's nice to at least see him out there looking like he wants to play for the Miami Dolphins I know he's fired up when he had that first down grab I think it was and he was just bulldozing through people so um maybe we see him run the ball a little bit Jake what would you think about that Ooh, I'd, I'd like him to get him in some sweeps maybe let him try to be that Eric Azukama guy um in that versatile receiver running back type role um I'm gonna shoot my shot I'm gonna say Chase Claypool he has like a two touchdown game against the Jets on Black Friday. I'm going to, he's, he's slowly getting involved with the offense. It's right. You got to check the boxes. You got to make your first block achievement unlocked. You made your first catch for a first down achievement unlocked. Oh, you're playing 20% of the snaps achievement unlocked. I think he's slowly working his way up there, man, where I don't think he'll ever be like a featured part of this offense, but when you have Jalen Waddle, who's able to get wide open, when you have Tyreek Hill able to still, even though everyone knows it's coming, catch that 40 year old, 40-yard bomb over the defense. I think it's only a matter of time till Mike McDaniel maybe plays Chase Claypool 40% of the snaps. And maybe for 40% of those snaps, 50% of the time, he's just wide open. It's just how McDaniel is going to start scheming these guys in, letting them get comfortable. And, dude, this is a 6-2 and two team. They're 4-0 at home. I'm going to get a little wild with some of these predictions. So, yeah, Chase Claypool, two-touchdown game, man. I see it coming. Man, that would be the perfect uh... – 
Is Black Friday Black Friday is after Thanksgiving, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah, perfect. it is the Black Friday game. Uh, yeah. Yes, that that'd be perfect. I'm here for that. I mean, I think I go back to I know it was going around a few weeks ago, but Rob Gronkowski was talking about what he what offense he would like to play, and he was talking about Miami's offense, all the speed they have, and how he kind of just be that big body in the middle of the defense or offense, just kind of like hanging out, and that's kind of what I might see from Chase Claypool. I mean, I he's like got that. the speed, but he's also that big body that kind of just settle in those zones and uh, make plays. And I mean, as you saw in that one, I think it was a 15 yarder that he had where he was just um, he looked. Like he wanted to hit some guys, so nice to see him get involved. And you know, maybe the Dolphins aren't done making some trades. I think the trade deadline's in what two days on um, Halloween? Is it Halloween or is it November first? I always get Halloween. Up, you nailed it. Yeah, can't can't wait for that. So, um, dude, the defense is getting better. The offense is getting better. And um, we as fans, we need to soak up every bit of Dolphins content we can, like this amazing podcast, because uh, these years come once every two decades, apparently. <laughs> Oh, it's so painful. Oh, God, man. But I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you're too busy celebrating, but there's a certain team located in Kansas City that uh, certainly struggled with a certain team in Denver. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that, but uh, something to watch ahead of Germany. Yeah, I mean, and why do we got to play these teams that, you know, heading into the year were kind of the, the favorites in the AFC? We had to play the Eagles. They were mad because they lost to the Jets. Now we got to play the Chiefs because they're struggling against the Broncos. So, um I would have rather them uh, take care of the business, but I just feel like it just goes to show you that the Dolphins are a little bit of a different breed than some of these other teams, um, despite how that's so Dolphins we may want to think at times. Did it make you, man, watching that game, I saw receivers dropping balls. I saw them off punts. You can't help but feel super confident. You see Jalen Ramsey marching out of the tunnel like that. You can't but help but feel super confident that knowing that Xavier Howard's going to be healthy for a battle against some receivers who have really let Patrick Mahomes down time and time again. Josh, I guess the one question I have for you before I wrap up is, do you think that the Miami Dolphins are aware that the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs have a tight end named Travis Kelsey, who is very good at football? who must be covered because I do see some teams looking at you chargers who just don't really know that this guy is kind of trending in the right direction among tight ends. And they tend to leave him open once in a while. So I'm just curious to get your thoughts. Yeah, I think Taylor Swift's boyfriend's pretty good at football, and the Dolphins absolutely need to <laughs> find a way to to shut him down. I mean, I don't know if it, Holland's back. You assume he's hopefully going to be back and healthy. You know, maybe you um, give him that role. Maybe we see David Long. I don't know how you match up with Travis Kelsey, but that's absolutely the guy you got to figure out a way to stop. And then I just picture Patrick Mahomes. They got to find a way to contain him and keep him in the pocket because – Man, it's just nice to know that we have this team going against the Chiefs. Remember last time it was like Lim Bowden Jr. and Isaiah they Ford. Almost and, won. and two, yeah, they went, they went down. Hurt. I think it that's was two a safety that got hurt. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember who it was. Because it was clean Fedulum had to come in, and then Tyree Kill oh, instantly caught a ball yeah. over his head, and that and, was the game. It was, it was not, like it was clockwork. And let's not forget how, and let's not forget how excited uh, Tyree Kill is for this one, right? I mean, he was talking about throwing up the deuces in uh, uh, Arrowhead. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but he wants this one really bad, and I'm sure the Dolphins do because they hear the noise, right? You can't beat good teams. You you beat uh, you beat up on the the one and five teams, the Giants. You beat up on the lowly Patriots. I mean, that sounds so nice to say, but um, I think it's going to be a whole different matchup, man. And can't wait to you know hopefully be feeling good by what noon noon next week we'll be able to just sit back and enjoy football and laugh at all these other offenses hopefully but um tough matchup for sure I'm, I'm glad the dolphins are traveling on monday so that they can uh get that um get acclimated to the time zone because i've been to germany for a honeymoon and it was it was rough man eight hour flight i had a layover i uh, i went to italy and we had a layover in germany and awesome. i got the most so i got sick. the most german experience ever because i was a high schooler so i couldn't do anything too fun but 
so we flew to Germany. That flight was long as hell to begin with. And we're all like zonked, like super tired, oh, super sure. loopy. And we just get the German experience of one guy with his buddy draped over his arm, just passed out drunk, just throwing up down the airport aisle. It was the most German. It's like when you're in Germany, just you yeah, got to that, see it. Uh, that's all you imagine from Germany. That's all you'll ever remember is that image of this. It's seriously, <laughs> it's it was like, it was like my, my 10 minutes in Germany. But that is it. That is all we have for another Dolphins podcast. I hope everybody go enjoy Victory Monday. Get the rest out of your Victory Sunday. We'll be back throughout the week as we prepare for a battle against a good team, the Kansas City Chiefs in Germany. But thank you all so much for listening to another Dolphins podcast. We will talk to you next time. But most importantly, fins up. Fins up. Fins up. Fins up.